generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Yeah, nigga. I'm still fucking with you. Still waters run deep. Still Snoop Dogg and DIA. Nah, nah, nigga. Guess who's back? Steve. Still doing that shit, Andre? Oh, for sure. Mikey and Luke uh, Can't say that anymore Back on the mic That's about as much as I've got a Tesla rap game mate Shit it is good to see you It's been so long I feel like it's a month I'd say over that It would be eh Because I went away for a couple of weeks too Yeah you've been to the GC Then I've been all over the show We had plenty of content backed up and banked up Yeah the main thing is that everyone listening didn't know we were gone no, that's right. Yeah, because it kept, kept on flowing, baby. <laughs> yeah, hard and fast every Tuesday and every Thursday. How you been before we dig into today's topic, mate? Well, I think so. Yeah, yeah. What, what did going to the GC do for you this time? Oh, that was that was real good. Um, you know how because like, you've been doing it as well. We've both been on pretty hard grind this year. Yeah, <laughs> like we have been slogging. So. And I kind of knew that, and I went to the GC last year for four days, and I really enjoyed it. And I was like, cool, I'm going to do that next year, but this time we're going to do it for 10. Get a nice apartment with views, beach like down the beach every morning, gym every morning, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And kind of, not unplug, I was still like semi-working, but I kind of planned it. I was like, I'm going to fucking sprint for a year, and then have that time. Nice. And then, you know, come back. And it was, it was nice, man. It was real good, like. We the week leading up to it, I was it was a bit rushed trying to get everything organised so I could do less while I was over there. Um, but yeah, it was it was nice, man. Like it was a good vibe over there, eh? Like it's it's twenty five every day. Yeah, we had like one day of rain and it was still twenty five. And yeah, you know, like the things that you go there for are there. Like good weather, people are in pretty good mood. Mm. Had some interesting conversations with business people too this time because I was there for a bit longer, so I asked more questions and yeah, it's just um, it's a good place to be. I don't I don't think it's a place that I would love. Yeah. Although if I was going to pick somewhere in Australia, it would probably be that like Gold Coast Brizzy area, um, over Melbourne and Sydney. I'm less of a fan of those areas, but yeah, man, fuck, just such good, such good feeling, eh? I think as well when you close to a beach when you're getting up in the morning. You see people exercising, yeah, people swimming, and it sort of gives you that, fucking, what am I doing, man? Like, why why am I not doing something like that? It does. It makes you feel a bit lazy if you're not doing it. Like, it feels normal to be in real good nick over there and working like that. And, like, there's, like, I saw people in suits at the beach at lunchtime. So they're, like, popping down there, having, like, their lunch break down at the beach and then bouncing back to, like, an office building or whatever. Um, 
but different vibe, eh? Like, you, they don't have daylight saving, so it gets light there at like 4.35, so you're up early regardless with mm. the time difference in that. So every day I'm up at 5, and you go down to the beach at 5, the place is fucking hissing. Yeah. At 5 a.m. Like, there's like people playing beach volleyball, and then you go down at 9 o'clock, and it's still fucking hissing. Yeah. And like, that's quite cool. I, I enjoyed that like more lively bit. You know, if you go down to the Auckland waterfront at 5 a.m., it's dead. And if you go down at 9 p.m., it's dead. <laughs> Even so, at 3 p.m., you're worried your favourite cafe is going to be shut. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, just different, eh? And I think that's just a, um, they've just got more scale, they've got more people, and that's just how that can work because of that. Eh? I don't think we're really capable of that. Yeah, and I think we've really missed the sunshine hours up here in Auckland, so it feels good going over there. That's a massive part of it, man. I think, honestly, think mood is related to sun. I don't know if there's science to back it up with vitamin D and shit. There probably is a bit. I've heard something like that. But, you know, we've basically, like, Auckland has had winter for two years. (laughs) Yeah. You know, we kind of miss summer with all the rain and stuff this year. So, yeah, I just definitely am looking forward to a summer here. It has been nice to have sun up in Auckland for the last sort of week or two, eh? Bloody oath. And I was lucky to get to the beach myself last week up at Omaha, and I noticed the difference of having a little bit of that sun on the body. Oh, it's just such a feeling. Yeah, just fired up and just into it. So hopefully... Wherever you're listening to in the country, tuning in to Keep the Change, you're going to leave a five-star review and you're going to carry on listening to this. <laughs> and you're getting some sun as well, getting that vitamin D and looking forward to a sunny summer. Now, mate, you're starting to get quite loud about something that I think a lot of people will be excited about. And that is that the interest rates of the nation yeah. might be starting to decrease. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if we're going to see mortgage rates falls immediately, but we're, we're past the bulk of the pressure now, right? The, the monetary policy lag has taken effect and the majority of people have moved on to these higher rates now between 5 and 7%. And that was what it was designed to do. Um, interestingly, StatsNZ have updated some of their stuff and they're releasing about 45% of the inflation data, the stuff that goes into CPI, more regularly. Wow. Yeah, which is like... Clap, lo- clap. Lovely, nice. because we've been waiting two quarters for it normally. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and yeah, we're just... Like, if you go look at that stuff and you sort of trend it out a bit, you can see that inflation is on its way down. And I think at the cost of the economy. Yeah. Yeah, I think the pressure in, on the middle class and the mortgage holders is finally kicking in and we're seeing it. The, the loudest people I'm hearing it from in terms of clients are HOSPO people. Um, and I think, like, you're seeing it in e-commerce and shit. Like, we're yep. seeing all those liquidations and stuff. And I think, like, the rubber's hitting the road now, eh? I think this is it. Like, we're... we're the Reserve Bank is now, as of today, achieving what they set out to do. Mm. Crushing the demand. And it won't take long for that to just flow in less inflation or, or or lower inflation or deflation maybe if they hadn't hold on too long and eventually there's going to come a point where the pain of the economy outweighs the pain of inflation and we'll see rate cuts. Um, I think we're going to start seeing the word restructure <laughs> in the news a bit more. You're not supposed to laugh when you say that word mate. <laughs> nah, well New Zealand employment law doesn't allow anyone to fire anyone so the word restructure will be the one. It won't be yeah, restructure and redundancy, eh? That's the two things that we're allowed to do in New Zealand. So I think we'll see a bit of that. And I think looking out to 2024, 
I'm not saying rate cuts 2023, right? Okay. I'm saying they're probably, I'd, I'm saying they're probably done hiking. I think we've only got one announcement to go November next week. Yep. And then we've got the first time we come back might be February, I think, from memory, 2024. Yeah. yeah. And then we're but back. They can into the call an emergency announcement if they need. They can do it whenever they want. And Adrian always said that. I remember during COVID, he said that, don't worry, we can move if we want to. Yeah. If a fucking Santa yeah. doesn't turn up in New Zealand, <laughs> well, shit. Yeah. He might be there on Boxing Day saying, hey, sorry, guys. Uh, yeah. Chop, chop. I'm really looking forward to seeing all the headlines and not reading the articles, but seeing the headlines. In January, about the oh, the holiday spending was not as high as forecast, and you know the seasonal adjustment, whatever they talk about, yeah, you know all of that stuff. But I think the key here is we're into the stage where we're going to kick into unemployment. We're seeing the pressure on businesses. We're seeing, you know, a few of the sole trader type businesses liquidate. Um, we're seeing, we're hearing pressure from employers on the street. I am. Interestingly, a few conversations I've had, hospo, bar, and restaurant type place, they have a cafe too, own two places, and cafe still going mean, just same numbers as always, just people are addicted to coffee, that's fine. Restaurant and bar that turns into a bar after the restaurant at night, uh, under 28 year olds still cranking, which turn up at 10.30, Yeah. Uh, anyone from like 30 to 45 years old, vanished, and th- those are the mortgage holders, right? And uh, that's taken a big f- effect. It's like fifty percent of the of the clientele that's just vanished. So yeah. hearing hearing those types of stories, and you know you're seeing it more and more. I just think we're we've been a bit masked with inflation, and believe it or not, this time isn't too different from previous rate hiking cycles and rate cuts. We're going back to what's more normal now. If we take inflation out of the picture, because I believe that inflation currently, in its current, like, real short term, it's nearly done, we're going to see rate cuts to save the economy because of job loss and unemployment, and then we'll re-stimulate again, and then we'll see if we get our second wave of inflation. All right, mint. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) it's not going to be great wherever you look. But I do think that, you know, a few things have occurred. So, like, I hope you've got your pay rises in over the last couple of years, because... I don't think they're coming next year. Next year will be more about keeping your job rather than asking for a pay rise. This is generalized, by the way. If you're mm. a fucking value provider and a producer, keep charging. You're, Fuck you're it. Changing, don't you're listen, keep the change listener. Yeah, don't listen to this shit. Like, this is just, I'm just talking generalized economic bullshit here. Um, I wrote in my notes, get your CV ready and, <laughs> CVs ready and hope you don't need to use it. <laughs> in just, like, just in case. Yeah, yeah. Because if you hear the word restructure at your company... You're going into fucking flight or fight. You're freaking yep. out. You're so back against the wall. If you just have your CV ready and ready to fucking send it off to or get the recruitment people fucking start hustling on it, be prepared. You're a step ahead. And if you don't need to use it, who cares? Yes. Prepare Sweet. for the worst, plan for the bit. Well, what's the saying? What do we say? We were saying prepare for a, sorry, <laughs> prepare for a depression, hope for a recession. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think this whole inflationary environment we've been in, plus the immigration numbers, which are quite staggering, although we don't really truly know how accurate they are, we've got this feeling out there that we're in quite a recession, but the GDP numbers don't show that. And I think that's because we're actually in like a per capita recession. If you do those numbers, it looks like we're like more like minus three 
GDP wise. Whereas so that means if you strip out the people that are coming in that are contributing to GDP growth because yep. they're transacting and whatnot, yep. you're saying you know we would be going backwards. There's yeah. no growth. Yeah, there's no yep. growth, and it, that's masking that. And then I think the other part, um, <laughs> inflation with the pay rises and things, that flows through to a false sense of belief that you are doing better, but really everything's just moving at the same rate or mm. even less of that. I think when that erodes away, we fall into the... You know, right now we're in the soft landing that everyone was talking about. This yeah. is this is the soft landing. Everyone's still talking about, I wonder if 2024 is going to be the soft landing. No, nah, we're in the soft landing and we hope it doesn't accelerate into a hard landing. This is... Yeah. Right now, the reason why people are finding it tough with mortgage rates, price of food and coffee and you know, this per capita sort of, like you're feeling a recession, it doesn't show up in the data, that is the soft landing. And immigration and inflation made that feel soft. Now, if we strip out the inflation, which I think is going to happen pretty quickly over the next sort of like four to six months, does that mean we're going to have a hard landing and we overcrank the OCR? I don't know. But just prepare for it. Yeah. Because I reckon that's what's happened. And I think all you mortgage holders out there, this is the news you want to hear, mm. because this means that your mortgage rate will go from seven to five or five point five over the next like twelve to eighteen months. So you're going to be the beneficiary of it. Your your job is to keep your job. Yeah, righto, mate. Let's go back to the top, and we can unpack some of these things that you've just <laughs> said. So you're saying early on, inflation's coming down. Now, I think it's a good reminder that inflation number might be coming down, but that doesn't mean that things are necessarily going to get cheaper, right? No. Yeah. That would. So what I'm talking about, inflation coming down is disinflation, and that means that prices are going up much slower. Mm. There is a chance that we have a deflation. Deflation means that general prices in the basket overall come down. It can never be sustained for long because the monetary system cannot handle it. It will collapse. So they will print if that occurs. Yeah. They will cut rates to like 3% and we'll be fucking firing into housing again. <laughs> so Bloody Kiwis. They're going to try and balance out that out from not happening. Like yeah. This is why the target is 1 to 3 so they can keep everything nice and tickety-boo. And So yeah, but yes, you're right. Inflation is reducing but prices are still going up. Yeah. So I, Honestly... I've had more conversations probably since I got back from Aussie over the last month just about general people who have with general people who have no interest in like economics and stuff saying they're noticing the inflation now. Yeah, they're like fucking food's got expensive and the mortgage is kicking in and coffee fuck 7 bucks like. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, uh, like I kind of thought it was funny the first couple of times to see 7 bucks for a coffee. <laughs> And it's now, not funny at all, eh? Everywhere I go, I'm like, oh, wow, that's a thing, eh? Yeah. Um, but I also found that cafe where they're basically like $5 for any size. Mm. I thought, oh, geez. We got one of those near our office. I'm really yeah. enjoying it. So, Okay, so recently as well, we've seen card data come out where basically that is about flat, but then if you adjust it, one economist adjusted it for inflation and basically that's like down 7% year on year. So people are... A tap in the old cards and buying consumer goods and things less. However, we now going into that frothy, I can't control myself because I've been conditioned to be a climate change creating consumerist yeah. through all the marketing, but I pretend that I'm really you know, good at saving the planet and whatnot, yeah, yeah. but we'll be buying plastic and all sorts of shit yeah, at Christmas. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like everything. Yeah. And we'll be saying one thing, but doing the other. And we'll be saying, oh, we don't have much money, but we're going to start tap, tap, tap rooning because we can't help ourselves but be like, right, well, I need to give. And then you've got like gift inflation where you're thinking, well, does 20 bucks cut it for a secret Santa anymore? Fucking here you go. Here's two and a half coffees. <laughs> cool, cool gift, man. Do we make it 50 this year? You know, it's going to be a very interesting it Christmas I period. Think, I think this Christmas period is going to be a sort of a telling sign. I think we're going to, you know, do you remember last year when we thought like, oh, fuck, it's getting hard. Mm. And then we got into December and I think you were in Queenstown and you voice messaged me like, Fuck, mate, it's hissing. I was like, I'm in the far north and it is cranking. Like, people have no interest in how bad this economy is getting. Yeah. And I, it'll be interesting to see whether we see that again. I have, I do think there's always pent up demand at this time of year. Like, everyone's worked a whole year, tough year, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's like, yeah, fuck, let's go to the beach. Let's buy $7 coffee and let's drink piss. Yeah. And I think that's an attitude at this time of year. You know, it's the, you get together with family and barbecue and live it up and drink at the bars and shit. But, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see data come out after Boxing Day and all that when all the sales have gone through, Christmas has happened, and see if spending is down. I think it will be. I would hate to be a retailer, man. I saw this morning from Retail NZ, but they always have data like this, and I think you know, I should get it because I think I sent it to you, but 57% of them... It's always like concern, though. Yeah. It's not, it's not actual, you know? Yeah, so it's hard to figure out what does that actually mean. But 64% of small businesses said they were struggling with rising costs, while 30% are struggling with cash flow and inflation. Less than 50% are optimistic about the Christmas period, and a quarter say staying afloat will be focused in 2024. Yeah, so if you think about that data, and then like that's the the belief and the concern in people's head, then you think about what Ray Dalio says, and he says if you're worried about it, it means you don't need to worry about it then we're probably going to be in the soft landing camp. Yeah. Because if everyone's concerned about it, this is one of the reasons I reckon why house prices haven't gone down as far as interest rate, if you price on interest rates, it should have come down further, is because the RBNZ, Adrian Orr and the RBNZ, basically stood up on stage for six months straight saying we're engineering a recession. And... Anyone, even if you don't understand everything, that filtered through into the media and it got told and like they're going to engineer a recession, it's going to get hard. Um, and money in that sector gets a little bit smarter and people just, everyone's in like, I'll just wait. Mm. Like there is people that are hurting indefinitely and that didn't listen and whatever, but there's heaps of people that are like thinking about selling their house. It's like, no, nah, I'll just hold out, it'll get better. Yeah. Well, you I know? put. And that it stops the capitulation from happening. Yeah, I put something up on the story and f- Instagram today, and I there was there's been just tens of comments of people replying to this. But someone uh, messaged in, basically saying we brought a rental in 2021 with equity in the house when interest rates were low, so they've brought their second property, an investment property, with the equity uh, that they have available in their first home. And brackets, I know you know where this is going. Dot dot dot. <laughs> we now pay more each week in mortgage interest top ups than our tenants pay per week in rent. It's brutal. Likely would sell at a loss, so we keep gritting our teeth, dig deep, and give the bank all of our disposable income. Mm. Now, there's a sunk cost fallacy, which was spoken about on one of the podcasts. It's basically like you don't abandon the path that you're on because you've (laughs) invested so much in it. But if if that was painful enough for you, you would abandon that path. You would go, you know what, we got this this one wrong here. We're going to sell this. We cop the loss, is what it is, but at least we don't have 
all of our disposable income going to the banks. Now, just I want to remind people as well, there's a favorite saying of Kiwis and it is basically, why would you pay someone else's mortgage? (laughs) You know, because you don't want to pay rent. That's fucking stupid. Well, we complain about what the banks make, but we don't worry about giving them a shit ton amount of money every (laughs) single week, right? But people are thinking, well, it's going to get better and we can get through it. So we've just got to stay the course. Now, a couple of people have then messaged me and said, we're in the same position, what do we do? And I'm, I'm not your guy. i tell you who your guy is. His name's Hindsight, and he's going to have the answer. <laughs> because that's the only way you can know if you're going to do the right yeah. thing. Because you sell that property, you free it up, you're like stoked, we did the right thing. Bang, next next year, Adrian drops the rates to 3%, properties start going up, you're able to refix all of those at lower rates, and you go, wow, there's Hindsight popped up and basically just taught you that, you know, you didn't do the right thing. So I think for some people out there as well, it's like stop trying to, as we've spoken about before, stop trying to figure out what the perfect thing to do is. Like you've got to manage your own situation and figure out can you get through. The interesting thing that I've noticed towards the back end of this year, mate, is I've had more real conversations. Now, I wonder if maybe it's just at front of my mind, the old reticular activator system where there's been a couple of these in quick succession where I'm thinking, this is exactly what we spoke about on Keep the Change. Like, prepare for this nine mm-hmm. months ago, 12 months ago. But I said to you when we did that pot about, you know, you, you were saying June, July, so I'm like August, September. But I think there's a lot of people around the country right now that are like, fuck, it's real. You know, this is my situation. Yeah, and it's it could time to be, sell my car. Yes. But yeah, yeah, we yeah. saying sell your car now yeah. a year ago yeah. whilst there's a buyer. Yeah, I told you to sell your fucking piece of shit Tesla. <laughs> yeah. What are you on about? What do you mean? I don't get it. Now a year later, people are like, ah, yeah. I've listed the boat. I've listed the car. I've listed the jet ski. I've listed the shit that we don't need. No one's bidding on it. Nah. It's bizarre. There's you know, so what's going on? boats on Trade Me, man. I see the boat market because I've got a boat and I want a new boat and all that kind of shit. And yeah, man, the boat market looks fucked. Wow. And it was cranking in like the 2021 period, man. Yeah. Even through 2022, it actually held up really well. Yeah. Um. Oh. So, so I think we've kind of gone a little bit from I'll bury my head in the sand, things will get better, to... My shit's pretty real here. I'm, mm. I'm going to need to find some solutions. Now, the good thing about humans is that we are pretty resilient and we can find solutions, you know, when our backs are against the wall. Yeah, resourcefulness yeah. really comes to light when you haven't needed it for a while and you're like, oh. However, that also leads you to run the risk of not making sound decisions because you're stuck on the, I need to just make this work because I don't want to be a failure. I don't want my ego to be checked. I don't want people to say, well, what were you doing? You didn't know what you were doing. And so you stay in these things or you find solutions that aren't great for you, you end up, excuse me, having to pay back in future years. Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, we're going to get, there's definitely some lessons being taught around, or going, well, being taught currently around you know, preparing a little bit better and maybe having a stronger balance sheet personally and business-wise. And then also a lesson around liquidity, man. Because, mm. like, if I if I go and do my my personal net worth calculator and it adds up to a few million, how much can I actually access if I need it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if you actually need to actually make it liquid, it's probably 50% of that value. And, like, we're going to get a whole lot of those lessons because we're so used to looking at one roof and being like, place is worth 1.5 minutes, sweet. Yeah. But not when you need it tomorrow. 
you know, and I think we're going to go through a period of like a bit of that, and hopefully some good lessons get learned out of it. But, um, but we're seeing that at the moment with the boat people, right? Oh, my boat's I mean, yeah. forty. My boat's worth forty G. Yeah, but it's oh, not. It's says worth who? Too. Yeah, yeah. Because the only person that's actually ready to turn up and buy it is someone who wants to go and make a buck on it. You know, not the person that's like going to think about it and got six others to look at and oh, can I go for a like a water test? Can you take me out? And like you're like, fuck, I need to sell this boat. Yeah. Like, sorry, mate. There's another one, the exact same on yep. Trade Me, and it's I've just got to drive a bit further, but I can pick it up on my trailer, and it's three grand cheaper. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. So I think uh, a few lessons in liquidity is going to be going to be taught or being taught, and yeah, I just we do have to get through this period. Like, there's going to be people around in those positions. We, I personally, am a free market capitalist, so I'm yep. like flush out the bad and 50% of my brain and then the other part of my brain is like I do really feel sorry for people but long term it's good for you yeah long term you're going to learn some lessons that you're going to carry for the rest of your life mm. um, which is good overall for the economy because we become more productive and we protect ourselves better and make better choices but I do feel sorry for people that are going to get smoked and you know have to sell your boat at a cheaper price or your car and you know downgrade and Basically, like, you know what it likes to feel no growth, earn a lower income the, you know, the year after <laughs> earning a bigger income. Like, our brains aren't wired to do that. It's really hard to accept. Yeah. And you fucking take it personally because you feel like a failure. And that's what's going to happen to some people selling some stuff off for less than they've paid it for to get through. And, you know, it is what it is. It needs to happen. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Yeah. So... What's your outlook as such for for 2024? Property prices to the moon, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, so yeah, let's let's play this out then. So basically, because people will be like, okay, how does that make sense though? So let's say they have to cut quickly in in 2024 because we we need high unemployment, don't we? Well, we need to increase it to yeah. about five percent ish. That was the target. Maybe five point seven might be at one point nine. Ah, uh, sorry, three point nine. What's Just that? The unemployment rate? Yeah, it's three point nine at the moment, and I think it's. Yeah. It was targeted at five points something. At, yeah, five and a half. Yeah. And I think so there's gonna, still a bit of wriggle room to go there. Yeah. I think we're going to see like plus plus five between five and 7.5. Yeah. You you say that again? So you're going to... I think yeah. we're going to shoot up to five and then sail past, then I stay see. in a bracket for a bit of in between five and 7.5. Yeah, okay. unemployment. Yeah. Which is not nice, you know. It's like 50,000 people lose their jobs or whatever. I don't mm. know what the number is, but... Yeah, I think as well, like a lot of... Like business owners will sacrifice themselves and their own incomes, but For sure. it's they're struggling to do that because they've still got to make that's, their mortgage payments and that's whatnot all too. This year, though, yeah, it's and, been a lot of this year. But sometimes business owners need validation of other people in their industry doing things, and that's where you start getting a mad rush. Oh shit! I saw blah 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 cafe let go two of their staff. Fuck, maybe we should be doing the same. Yeah, we saw it in COVID, right? Like when the shutdown happened, and then it was like, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And then I think it was the warehouse. It was on the front page of the Herald. Like, sorry. We're, we're restructuring redundancy, blah blah blah. Mm. And everyone was like, "You're all fired." <laughs> <laughs> and then they got like free money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. <clears throat> okay. So then, so we start cutting rates because we're overcooking unemployment. This mm-hmm. is the the maybe the the Mikey thesis. Yeah. And then we get people get excited again. No, no, no. So one of the things I've been trying to say to people is rate cuts aren't your friend this time, unfortunately, and that's because. If we do need a rate, if inflation comes down, it doesn't mean rates come down. 
Yeah. If the economy can handle it and we have positive GDP growth, they'll leave rates high. But I think when we have unemployment skyrocket and GDP fall because of the lower activity in the economy, that's when you need to cut rates to re-stimulate because we need access to cheap, to cheap debt to get going again. That's how the system works. So <laughs> if we see rate cuts, it means your mates lost their job. You know, like that's the, Someone's the reality of it. Yeah. So it's not really what we want to see, but it's probably what's going to happen. You know, two years ago, you're like, they fucked it up on the way down and they'll fuck it up on the way up. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I forgot about that. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, like, I think that's probably what's going to happen, you know? Yeah. There's also massive other external factors with, like, USA and China and shit. And USA is interesting because they've got a debt servicing issue in around June next year. Debt's going to roll off. So the government debt, yeah. So, yeah, they've got a debt servicing issue. So they have to roll off debt and repay it with more debt with a lower interest rate than what the rates currently are or else their, their interest costs are higher than their tax receipts, mm. which is like your mortgage costing more than the income you're making. Yeah. So you don't even have room for food. Like they don't have room for employees. Like this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> so they'll just print more and, and lower rates to make it affordable so they've got a buffer. And that will allow us to cut rates as well with interesting timing around when I think unemployment's going to happen so our dollar doesn't get fucked. So, yeah, it's wild times, man. Really see any way out of it apart from a rate cut in 2024. Shit. So back to property, though. Yeah. Markets are always forward-looking, I think, and we're all buying properties now or holding on to the properties you're buying a property now hoping in 18 months' time it will go up in value because rates will come down or you're holding your property now because for the same reasons because people can buy them because rates will come down. Now, I think generally markets are pretty pretty right. You know, we've had, we've had a cut, you know, 15 to 20% drop in property prices according to the data. Now it's looking forward and I think that's pretty bang on. The 7% of people that will be unemployed are not the people that are buying houses, generally. Yeah. Some of it will be, but not all of it. Maybe 1% of it or something. Now, that doesn't have a major effect on the housing market, but going from 7 to 5% on interest rates will. So I think because the market's forward-looking, because the unemployment increasing won't have that much of an effect on it, I think house prices will go up, unfortunately. <laughs> like Phil said on the next advisory podcast, I think it's a year of two halves. I think you won't see it coming and then like we'll get to like somewhere between April and June and we'll be like, fuck, it's cutting, boys. Yeah. And I think it'll be, you know, 25 basis points, 25 basis points, then 50-50. Bang, bang, yeah. down, down. 1.5. Yeah. From 5.5 we'll be... to 4, bang. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Just going to write this down. So 4% <laughs> by the end of... <laughs> Book market. Yeah. Because um, what, like, I was parking some money with one of the banks during the week in the old term deposit. And I heard you ripping off. Who does that? You were just tearing into. Who has twenty three thousand followers and just goes on and makes a off the cuff video about Westpac Bank and just hits send. That's so good. Yeah, I mean, someone did message me from the bank and say, "Hey, mate, like we hear you, we agree, like we know internally." Because basically, for those that didn't see it, if you want to set up a term deposit with Westpac, who I bank with. Mm you got to go into the branch. Now, do I want to go into the branch in 2023? No. no. Do I have an ANZ bank account? 
Yes. Do they allow me to create an online term deposit that I can walk myself through? Yes. Which one's got less friction? The blue one. So which one am I probably going to do? The blue one. Yeah. I was walking past the Westpac branch and I thought, oh, well, I'll go and find out what the process is like. I walk in there. There's no customers. I'm thinking, sweet. A, that's a red flag. Why is there no customers in a bank uh, on a Friday? There's three people working. I walk straight up to the first person. I stand behind the COVID uh, counter if it's still up. I don't know why that's still there. But anyway, I say, hey, I'm uh, keen to set up a Pi Fund term deposit. How long is that going to take? Meaning like, if it takes too long, I'm fucking out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, you'll need an appointment for that. And that will be between two or three weeks. Boom, see ya. <laughs> and I'm like, are you serious? How does a bank make 500 milli and, you know, like have that have that friction for their customer? So naturally what I do is I move the money over to ANZ and I say, well, great, what's your turn deposit rate? Now, when I go to do that, so apologies to anyone that works at Westpac, just firstly, before I carry on. And yes, I know it's not your fault and there's regulations and things that people have to jump through. Yeah. But obviously ANZ have figured it out somehow. Great mortgage products at Westpac. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very good. And, I'll, you know, I won't leave, like, I'll still leave my banking with them, but I'm just like, how is this, like, wouldn't you want to fix this? If I was the CEO, I'd be like, guys, like, fucking, this is a great case study. Let's yeah. get working on this. Yeah. Anyway, I go into AZ and it's like, you can get 6% for a turn deposit rate. I'm like, man, 6%. That's pretty grunty, risk-free <laughs> yeah. return, right? It's real grunty, man. Yeah, and for six months, and I'm just having a look at it now, and it's even 6.1% out to a year. Yeah. Now, even if, like, if you were brash enough that you thought that interest rates were going to tank out, like, they're at 5.45% for five years. So yeah. You can park money. What's the three-year rate? The three-year rate, five and a half. Yeah. See, we're probably, like, peaking out on those, right? Like, one of... If we go look at the swap rate markets, which is sort of a way that the banks price their mortgages off and where they get funding from, you would they've been coming down, and you would think that mortgage rates would come down on top of that. But really, mortgage rates aren't going to come down until we see these term deposit rates slide a bit. So mm. that could be before the end of the year. Now, so we may have peaked in this in these returns. Yeah, these could uh, we could start my yeah uh, my, my figures might start getting smaller. But yeah. why I want to point this out is that. These are those little things that if you don't think about them, you don't understand necessarily because you're not tuning your mind to it. Now, I've started looking for new places to rent and I'm like, fuck me, rents have gotten expensive. However, then I remember, but by the time I go and lock in that new rental, ANZ have been subsidizing a portion of my new rent because the interest rate has gone from 2% on this cash that I had parked or even 3 mm. to now 6%. So let's say I parked, you know, 50 grand and at a 6% rate, that's 3 grand over a year. Over 6 months it's 1500. Um, I've got to help pay for my mum's benefit, her superannuation. So there's bang, 33% tax gone. So there's 500. <laughs> that sorts out a couple of weeks for her or maybe one. And I'm left with my $1,000. Average rent in New Zealand, let's say 600 bucks. But, you know, that's a decent, that's a couple of, like that's a good contribution to a mm. couple of weeks of rent, right? Yeah. And I think it's, you look at things and you go, oh my God, rent's gotten expensive. But you're like, yeah, but everything's gotten expensive. Yeah, yeah. Even it's got an expensive for the bank for me to give them my money. Yeah. And then it just feeds into everything. Yeah. So the 
a lot of people are looking at things from, okay, uh, having debt and having mortgages and whatnot, because that's probably where a lot of people are at life cycle wise. I've just jumped off a call where basically uh, talking to someone and they're like, their client's been in their industry for 40 years. And I won't say what industry is, but it starts with P and it rhymes with Ropperty. And, <laughs> and they can't get money at the moment. And they're like, what the fuck? And the person is saying, I know this space. I know this game. This is when I buy. Yeah. Give me yeah, fuel. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. Don't, you know, we're going to miss the opportunity here. And where they're trying to get their credit, they're like, no, 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 just tie ho, not, not for us. But this person was saying to me basically, well, I've got people who have large sums of capital and they are like, we don't know what to do with it. We don't know where to park it. Can we give it to you? Can you just get it? Can you get us a return yeah. and, and give that to people that know what they're doing? <laughs> yeah. So just to remember as well, like through these times, it's what you're going through individually is not what everyone's going through. And there are people that are like actively out there at the moment hunting opportunities and they are taking risk and they are wanting to buy shit and they are probably going, yeah, we'll have a boat. I didn't really want one, but I'll grab one at 20K. So, yeah. you know, money exchanges hands when value exceeds price. If they're like, there's still money out there. And, it, mm. you know, it might not be you selling a boat to them, but it could be you trying to sell a service to them. For instance, you know, who's got that coin and how can you get a bit off, off of them? Yeah, I think res- the word resourcefulness goes both ways when you're kind of in the shit and trying to get your way out of it. Very handy to be resourceful and think of ways and be active and look for shit. But even when you're not, like, it's a good time to be resourceful right now, eh? And, and people will recognize it and support it. Like, mm. that that great example, I think I saw it on Twitter, of like, if I offered you a Ferrari for $5,000 but you had no money, would you find it in an hour? Fucking oath. You would, wouldn't you? Yeah. And, like, we forget that when we do have money in the bank and the income's okay and, mm. you know, like, the mortgage is fixed for another two years, so everything's all sweet. But I think if you can, like, build a bit of that mentality, especially now when it's a bit tough out there, like, buy yeah. the blood. And I think that's why it's been particularly... um I don't want to say tough, more like draining year for probably both of us because I think, you know, knowing you and then knowing the way that I think and some of the things that I've done this year, I had this conversation with someone today that asked about what I was doing and I'm like, do I really need to do it? No. But do I know that it'll pay off at some stage and I don't know when that is, but it's going to be a fucking good feeling and I don't care if it's in 18 months time or in 11 or in six. I'm like, yes. And have I taught myself to think like that? Yes. Did I used to think like that? No. Yeah. So, you know, leaving here last night at 8.30 and even like Taz is on my back a little bit of like, hey, like when when have I got some time? You got a fucking busy week. And I'm like, yeah, Friday. (laughs) And then I'm like, shit, that's right. I've got that speaking thing on Friday. (laughs) But, you know, I was leaving here late on Thursday and we're running a webinar for people to try and help people get through this because I just know it adds goodwill and it adds karma and that could help somebody and eventually the world repays you for that and yeah, it comes. You, but You can never get go wrong by just meeting more people and helping more people like it's impossible. Yeah, I think a that a lot of people this year haven't wanted to do the work and do the things that they don't necessarily have to do. I feel like we've taught a lot of people through Keep the Change to go above and beyond and that that's cool again now. And that, oh, that makes sense a little bit more now than it did a year ago or 18 months ago. Yeah. Why should I have to, man? I'm fucking quite quitting, bro. 
Yeah. Where are you? Where are you? Double Q's at now? Where are those quiet quitters at now? You know? Oh, where are you? Bare minimum mongrels now? You know? Don't really ain't ain't seen that pop up at the feed with the recruiters, brother. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you do the bare minimum on your CV? See how you go. Yeah, I think um, I think it is very hard to like put in so much work and then not really see like a monetary growth return. Yeah. Like a, a grow in, like I've been pretty good. Like my income is up, but for the amount of fucking work, no way near. <laughs> it's fucking wild when I think about it. Some of the, the weeks and stuff that I've done, but I know that like when we get out the other side of this, it'll all be worth it. So yeah, it's you right. just have to back yourself and trust that though. Yeah. I had a conversation with a client this week and they were spending a lot on marketing. I said, fuck, if you're spending that much on marketing, I need you to promise me that you're capturing the leads, you're following them up, you're making a note why they didn't answer their phone, you're waiting six months to call them again because they're not ready yet. Like, you want to like maximize that. Don't just keep tipping it in and hoping that eventually it comes back out. I'm like, you need some good systems mm. uh, for the level of investment that you're doing there. But for a lot of us, I think... Just so people know, like, I've gone from, like, just this year and... Let's just say my income's flat, right? My, I've been on here a bit and I've put a lot of effort into like the Instagram and the videography and stuff like that and that's growing. So I've got an audience growing there. My email list that I email out sporadically. I don't, I don't do it to sell anyone. I literally just send out my views on the economy, what I think about housing prices and interest rates. And People like it because it's not a sales product. And they, I had someone ask me the other day, like, when's the next one? It's been since August. <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, on, yeah, man. it's coming, it's coming. But I started the year with that list at about 2,700 people and it's nearly 5,000. Mm. And then I started That's the amazing. year with like 108 Google reviews and I'm nearly at 400. Wow. So like... Those are like those, when you understand the game, you realize that those are paydays as well. 100% because there's like 1,000 people in my database are going to want a home loan or currently have a home loan or, or, or want a home loan in the future that I've plugged in. Mm. So like, yes, my income hasn't grown, but I've guaranteed it for next year. Yeah, nice. You know, so there's like a baseline that I get out of that. And I think learning to think like that, I've always been a little bit of a long-term thinker, but actually putting strategy into it and thinking about it and then taking action on it has been... It's quite satisfying if I list it out and think about it like that, but I don't have anything for it yet. Yeah. You know? It'll come though. Yeah. 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 The cool thing I think at the end of a year is to look back at the photos in your phone, the your calendar, go back through yeah, the months yeah. and just see, because it's so easy to forget the things that you have done, but mm-hmm. there'll be some, oh, wow, if I didn't do that, that wouldn't have happened. Shit. I'm glad I did do that. That's, that's the thing I'm going to write down to make sure I do a bit more of that next year that sort of thing. And it's easier to spot that stuff looking back. It's not easy to go, you know what, like I might run a competition to get some Google reviews. Mm. Uh, too fucking busy. Why, like, why, why do that? Work four out of 12 weekends, you know? Mm. I might do one month where I don't drink and I do work on Saturdays and Sundays and do some overtime or mm. something. But now you're at Christmas time and you're like, oh, Christmas ain't a burden for us. This is sweet, you know, mm. and... I'm going to have that this year. Like, no money hasn't grown or anything like that, but I'm going to go away on Boxing Day and come back after New Year's from, like, the Bay of Islands or something 
and know that like didn't worry me one bit. Yeah. Like I used to fucking work through that period. Yeah, nice. Like, that's for me it's life changing. Well, let me jog your memory that in two thousand and twenty, if you were earning two hundred and fifty thousand mm. dollars, you'd now need to be earning three hundred and eight thousand dollars to be in the same position because you've been roll bold and asshole by inflation. Yep. And you've copped a six percent increase in That's year. a massive Texas. difference, eh? Hey? That is, man. Like, that is a massive like the extra value you have to provide to make up that difference is true. That's yeah. real. Yeah. To to get the same. It's a pretty grunty increase. Impressive <laughs> increase. It's the minimum wage on top of it. Yeah. So anyway, everybody's feeling these things. And I think I don't know if there's any safety in there. The only ones that's not of the boomers. Well, if they've got plenty of cash parked. Yeah. You know, yeah. Cash parked and paid off assets. Righto, mate. Let's get out of here. That was a good deep dive into what's been going on inside your brain, what you've been thinking <laughs> about. I'm sure 2024 is going to be interesting. I'm sure we'll touch more on it uh, before the end of the year. Yeah, we definitely do a little few end of year potties, eh? Bring it on. Still got love for the streets, repping 213. Still the beat bang, still doing my thing. Since I left, ain't too much change. Still, I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world. Still, hitting them counters and them lolos, girl. Still, taking my time to perfect the beat. And I still got love for the streets. It's the D.R.E. I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world. Still, hitting them counters and them lolos.